This segment is brought to you by Matt Bates for Movement Mortgage, NMLS number 844154. Movement Mortgage supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 39179, nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You're locked into the Despirito Team Real Estate Show with host and top realtor Emilio Despirito on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. We're talking with industry leaders about real estate trends, money making tips, and advice on buying and selling the American dream. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Hello, everybody. This is uh, Matt Bates from uh, Movement Mortgage, uh, residential mortgage lender. And I'm uh, covering for Emilio this week. He's on a uh, trip and learning, sharpening his tools in the real estate field. Uh, so we're happy to uh, cover for him. And uh, this week we have some great guests. We're going to start out with uh, Mr. Peter George from Peter George Public Speaking. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what he's got for us today as far as tips on uh, how to handle some uh, public speaking events. Uh, what's going on, Peter? How are you? I'm doing great, Matt. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good to be here. And uh, what, what do you got for us this week? I'll talk about emphasizing particular words. When people speak, quite often, we don't think about emphasizing words. We might think about volume, rate, inflection, tone, and those things. But we might not think about which words we're going to emphasize. And depending on those particular words we choose, the sentences we say, the paragraphs we create, change in their meaning. And a lot of people don't realize that, like I said. So here's an example. I mean, we can use a seven, seven word sentence to show it, but we can show it in two. Just he's going. It's a very simple sentence. Well, depending which word and how you, which word you emphasize and how you actually emphasize it, the meaning changes. If you think about he's going as opposed to she's going or he's going which is kind of like i don't want him to go and the other person saying no he's going you know you know he's going emphasizing words makes a difference and that's why every once in a while you'll be watching television and you'll hear an actor say something and you think to yourself that didn't seem to fit and it's because they hit or punched whichever you'd like to call it the wrong word and it changed the meaning. So you know the context of the conversation going on, and all of a sudden it changed. And I'm, I'm a big proponent in my, in my field of um, uh, not explaining things via text or email and talking with somebody about it. So that way I can emphasize the important parts that I need them to uh, pick up on and or interpret them the right way or instead of misinterpreting them the right way, maybe you think someone, you read something and you might think somebody's saying it in anger or annoyance or something. If you read it, but if you hear it in the voice and emphasize it in a certain way, they might not get that wrong reaction. From- exactly. Well, think if you wrote to someone that something's really pertinent and you said, you know, you typed, you need to get this done. Now you might mean you need to get this done now. And I might interpret that as, hey, I need to get this done. I understand that. I'll get it right. done. You know, I'll do it over the weekend. And yeah. you do lose that. But again, we lose it in just in speaking. If I were to say to you, you know, you need to get this done. Well, that doesn't sound like it's, it's got to be immediate. Right. 
because I hit the wrong word. But if I say, you know, you, you need to get this done. It's like, all right, that sounds important. Yeah. Uh, sounds like I have to give time to it. It comes with the, even one word sentences like yes and no, like uh, you can, you can draw out a no and, and, or you can say immediately no and people get the point or yes, or yeah, you know, you can, you can, you can change it with just with the yes or no. And um, yeah, I, I can, ha I have a lot of appreciation for that because if you know how to use it the right way and be conscious of it, when you speak, your communication goes up and that creates efficiency and clarity. So uh, yeah, I think of, like you just said, the word, yes. You know, you could even use it in a, in a sarcastic way. You know, yes, like he finally got it. Right. You know, so that's one of the things that I work on with my clients is what words are we going to emphasize to get the meaning across, not to be more dramatic or anything like that. It's simply to get the meaning across so it's not misconstrued, which it often is. And going back to an, an, act, an actor, I always wonder how that gets through that didn't they spot it at the time, which could be the case. And why didn't they go back and reshoot it? And I always think, well, when you don't know the answer, it doesn't seem to make sense. It probably comes down to money. It's like, well, we can't get the actors back and shoot it over and, and all that in time, re-edit it, just let it go. It's not a big deal. No one's going to notice. And of and course, I'm that, sitting there with a pad next to the sofa going, wow. <laughs> yeah, Can't everybody notices those, those, little, those little mistakes everybody picks up on. Um, public speaking is a, a very, very important part of uh, everybody that, you know, every job that you do. And uh, you got to be able to have, deliver your points in, a, in, a, in an efficient manner or else it can cause bigger problems and or um, missed reactions. Uh, it's nothing worse than thinking, you know, having somebody think that you you're meaning one way and, and not intended for the other, which is true meaning. It's I get it often where people think that you know a short a one word answer in a text message is me being annoyed and quick, but at the same time, you know, I I think that. Uh, uh, you get too wrapped up in text messages, you know, explaining things. You should just get on the phone and explain it and emphasize the good, the strong points so that they don't get uh, bogged down with the details that don't matter. One of the greatest tools you have is your voice. And when we text, which I love to text, I think text was the greatest thing ever invented, <laughs> but I text all the time. And however, there are times, like you say, you have to pick up the phone. Not just to be expedient, but also to get the right message across. Yeah. And we have to realize that, and sometimes we don't. But this isn't just for getting up on stage and speaking either, which everybody thinks that's what public speaking is, and certainly it is, but there's much more to it. It could be one person across a desk, 10 people in a meeting around a conference table, or sitting home over dinner with your significant other, talking to your kids. If you misemphasize something, and your kids take it the other way, you get ticked off at them because they, you say, you didn't do what I do, what I said to do. And they say, yes, I did. And you're like, that's not what I said. And, you know, it's actually what you did say. I think if, you're, realize if, if, if you and I are talking and I'm not emphasizing where, where I should be 
or delivering my message the way that I am to you. And there's a third person talking or watching us. I'm sorry. You can see the person's whether they're fully engaged or not. And, and I think that's, uh, that's, that's, that's huge. Cause, um, you know, you, you can tell if someone's not paying attention or if they're fully engaged they're they're, they're letting you know when, and you know, the points that they're, the reacting to and, and, and they're emphasizing on strong points. I mean, I think that when it does come down to business, when you pick up on somebody that's not fully engaged, you tend to go a different direction because people don't want to be wasted their time with people that aren't fully engaged. So emphasizing, um, being, being present, um, completing sentences and enunciating words, like it's all, it all, it's all interconnected. you know, to be able to either have a great relationship or not so great. So definitely important points. Yeah, uh, it it is. And it has to a lot to do not only with people understanding what you're trying to convey, but people wanting to listen to you. And I'll give you an idea. I have a, uh, when I have a client who's somewhat monotone, I give them an exercise and they laugh at first and they, then they find out how much it helps. And for any of our, of the listeners out there, your listeners, if they're having the problem of being somewhat monotone, they might want to try this. Go buy a few Dr. Seuss books <laughs> and read them and read them out loud, not to yourself. And if you have to read them, not to crack up laughing, if you have to read them to a five-year-old daughter or nephew or whatever, do that. But you'd be surprised how much reading Dr. Seuss not only helps you with not being monotone, but a lot of monotone is not just inflection, it's emphasis. And when you read Dr. Seuss the way he intended it to be read, then that emphasis comes out. Because even in those silly little lines he has, the emphasis and the meaning can change depending where you hit a word. Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe I need to go buy some George, uh, Dr. Seuss books. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> uh, you'd be surprised how much it does and, and how much you hear your voice change. Yeah, well, it's, I it's a great we appreciate, tool. as always, we appreciate uh, all your uh, insight on how to become a better public speaker and how to uh, use your voice to as a powerful, powerful tool. So, again, thank you, Peter. My uh, pleasure, Matt. All, your, uh, all our listeners, if anybody's interested in getting in touch with Peter, uh, Peter, how do they get in contact with PeterGeorgePublicSpeaking.com. I've uh, visited the site myself. It's very, uh, it's very user-friendly and you can get right in touch with uh, Peter to be able to set up a public speaking course and uh, any other uh, one-on-ones I'm, uh, I would assume, right, Peter? You got it. Excellent. Well, again, I appreciate uh, you joining us this week on the show. Looking forward to the next time I see you um, and I uh, wish you a good week and uh, we'll, we'll chat soon. You too, Matt. It's always a pleasure. All right. Have a good have a good day. And up next, we have John LaPointe from LaPointe Insurance uh, to go over some homeowner insurance tips. I'm sure he's got a lot of uh, useful information, so stay tuned. This segment is brought to you by Matt Bates from Movement Mortgage, NMLS number 844154. Movement Mortgage supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 39179, nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Now back to the Dispirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 104.7 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio.
Hey everybody, we're back here. This is Matt Bates from Movement Mortgage, uh, hosting for Emilio while he is away this week. And uh, this is the Despirito Real Estate Radio Show. Uh, this week we have John Lapointe on, uh, one of my uh, go-to for homeowners insurance and uh, you know big life decisions. I, I tend to talk to John every time I make a big purchase or uh, think about having an itch to do something or if someone just you know bothers me at one of my properties, I got to see if there's an insurance implication. <laughs> John up. Uh, you know, some big events have happened in my life. Uh, me personally, I've had a house fire and uh, John was one of the first people I called uh, to make sure uh, I was following all the right steps. And quite ironically, this uh, this is fire prevention week. And uh, who, who better than John LaPointe from LaPointe Insurance to help us, uh, you know, guide us in the right way so we can prevent fires. So, John, welcome. Uh, Absolutely. I'm glad you're here. What, what do you got for us? Thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, having me on. Thanks for hosting, uh, filling in for Emilio. Always fun to be here. So, um, yeah, it's uh, Fire Prevention Week, and the uh, United States uh, celebrates, or uh, I guess you want to say, you know, um, advises, you know, the uh, Fire Prevention Week every year in October. They highlight it. Uh, yeah, highlight it. Let's call it. Make it aware, awareness. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, obviously, you can, one of the main things you have insurance for is fires. You've experienced that firsthand, but there's a lot of things you can do to prevent a fire from happening in the first place, because, you know, I think you can definitely speak to the fact that uh, while you have insurance for that, if something does happen, it's still a giant pain in your rear end. And uh, obviously, you know, a a safety concern as well, if you have a a house fire. So I'm going to try and keep this light and going to go through, you know, some, kind of safety tips, but also um, maybe a little back and forth quiz in here on some of the things that you should have in your house or or different, you know, uh, facts about fire safety. If you had to guess, Matt, what is the number one cause of house fires? If I had to guess what the number one cause of house fire is, candles. Oh, close. It's on the list, but number one cause is actually cooking. Believe it or not. So, yep. So I'll leave the oven on, leave the stove on. Yep. 49% of house fires start by cooking. Um, number two, it's heating equipment. 14% of homes. Um, number three is electrical. Like stationary uh, heaters, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's mostly chimney fires, but also it can be caused by space heaters as well. Exactly. And um, number four, you know this well. What's your guess? Cigarettes? Smoking materials. Yeah, absolutely. That's how a fire started outside of Matt's house when he had one. And um, yeah, so somebody like flicked the cigarette into the bush outside. Or somebody just walking by in the street. Yeah, and a, a little bit of wind, at right temperature, a little dry, and boom. Yeah, all of a sudden it just goes up. It's, it's crazy. They definitely can start fast and, you know, cause a lot of damage before you even know it. Um, but yeah, smoking materials is number four and candles was number five. So that's yeah, definitely the most common uh, causes of house fires. Um, Rick and I did a little bit on this last week and, you know, smoking materials was definitely a highlight, but also we were joking around, you know, uh, you know, if you're, if you're the type of person that does like to partake in smoking various things, just, you know, do it safely. Make sure you use an ashtray, put that out, you know, 
Uh, if you're going to be hitting the bong on the weekend there and, and with potheads out there, just, you know, make sure you, you dispose of those ashes in a uh, reasonable manner because wait, you don't want to start a fire. Way to, kill the, <laughs> way to kill the vibe if you don't, if you're not safe with your, your smoking devices, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. There's nothing that's going to harsh your mellow more than a fire in your house. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, no, I, I have a strong appreciation. It happens like that. You, you know, you, you think, oh, you know, not a big deal. I can, you know, I, I'll be able to handle it. Not something to think about until it happens. And then suddenly nothing else matters because you want to make sure everybody's safe and gets out okay. But then, you know, your home is your most valuable asset a lot of times. And um, you got to really make sure you protect it because, um it can it can happen and it's a royal pain if once it yeah. happens so absolutely um, but that's why we have insurance and uh with a good insurance company and a good insurance agent you know when things things you gotta call the uh the ghostbusters to come in and uh you <laughs> know the ghosts uh you gotta you gotta have a gotta have a you know your team set up to be able to handle that and thank god i had uh, i had you on my uh, my right hand so that way we could make sure that we buttoned it up and it turned out to be okay it wasn't everybody was safe sound and uh, we were able to uh to learn from it so that way you can prevent going forward um what else, what else you got yeah so um i got you know a couple more um i guess questions quizzes here things that i think will be fun for the listeners so um, if you had to guess what months of the year, what months of the year do house fires occur most often? I would assume like end of summer, like, like August or September. It's close, a good guess, but they're saying that uh, most house fires occur from November to March and um, it's, most likely due to, you know, uh, having the heat on in your house, probably more, maybe using space heaters and um, maybe cooking inside more often and not uh, outside grilling where, you know, if grill catches fire, at least it's not in, inside the house. Um, so, yeah, they're saying November to March. So definitely this time of year, getting into the winter months is a good time to, uh, you know, keep keep in mind that uh, the air is drier and, you know, things can definitely catch fire a little bit more, uh, more likely. Um, one of the other tips that they say on here is a lot of fires are caused actually from your laundry, from the, um, the, dryer. the dryer, exactly, the dryer lint, which is, you know, like a, a huge running joke in my household because I never clean the dryer lint out of the actual, out of the dryer. Nicole does it every time. And I, I, I don't remember the last time I've touched it. Uh, so, you know, if don't be like me, exactly. No, I, yeah, I, I'm just bound to mess something up. So I'll stay out of there. Nicole takes good care of that. Keeps it clean, safe. But, um, yeah, anybody out there who's listening, if you, you do your laundry yourself regularly, make sure you're cleaning the lint out of that dryer because uh, that thing gets hot and it can absolutely start a fire uh, if you're not cleaning the lint out of there. Uh, so if you had to guess what time of the day do most house fires occur? At night. Yeah, 5 to 8 p.m. most fires occur. Uh, people come home from work, make dinner, turn on their heating equipment. So that's definitely going to be the uh, the most common time for fires to occur. And um, one other safety tip here for uh, 
make, making sure you're avoiding fires within your home is checking your smoke detectors. Sounds simple, but it's, uh, it's good to get in the practice, the habit of checking them every couple months, making sure that the batteries are replaced. Uh, most of the ones these days will, you know, beep if, um, they're running out of battery and you need to replace it. Don't do what I did in college and rip them off the ceiling and just like stomp on them. So they stop chirping, uh, because you're so annoyed by it. Actually just go out and get a battery and replace it because, uh, that's going to keep you a lot safer. If something happened. They're important. Uh, I would assume fire extinguishers have a good solid fire extinguisher on hand. Ab- absolutely. You know, it uh, doesn't cost a whole lot to have a fire extinguisher and just keep it in your house and uh, make sure you know how to use it because that can, you know, it's not going to prevent a fire, but if it starts, it's going to prevent it from getting a lot worse. And um, I've had a couple clients actually that have had fire claims in their house, but they had the wherewithal to, you know, grab the fire extinguisher and just like spray it all over their kitchen before the, the fire got worse. And um, if you have one of those on site, Definitely, definitely going to help you out uh, before, you know, if you catch a fire before it gets real bad. If, and uh, if, if for all the listeners out there, if, if you do experience some part of your house is on fire and you do have a fire extinguisher and you do engage the fire extinguisher, be, be, make sure you call the fire department because the insulation inside the wall, um, you know, there could be, it could look like it's out, but then start back up again. Um, you really have to just, you really have to make sure that it's out and be ready because when those boys show up to uh, guys and girls show up to put that fire out, they're going to make sure it's out. And they usually do a little bit more damage than the actual fire did. Exactly. So, uh, it's important. It's very, very important to make sure, but you know, you don't want someone to get hurt. Um, you know, all the horror stories of, of house fires, you don't want that to happen when it comes down to it. So um, make sure that, it, you know, if the fi- fire happens, make sure you put it out, but make sure you call the fire department, make sure everything's all set. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, one other uh, one other thing, you know, when you do, um, yeah, if you do like discharge a fire extinguisher, it's also not only a good idea to have the fire department still come check it out. You're obviously gonna be getting the insurance company involved for some of the damage um but you know those fire extinguishers also uh, uh, it's not really safe to breathe in or, or like you know handle the stuff that comes out of it um you know it's designed to put out fires it's not really something that you want to be uh breathing or inhaling it gets everywhere yeah yeah exactly not good for you um Maybe that's Did you know that me. I got sprayed with a fire extinguisher in college? Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's probably what happened. You know, it, it turned you into a good mortgage loan officer and then, you yeah. know, fried some other brain cells. So. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so fire prevention week, definitely, definitely good to make sure you're doing the things to uh, prevent fires within your home. Having good insurance is part of it, but if you can stop a fire from happening in the first place, you're definitely going to be better off for it. Uh, insurance, actually, the whole concept of insurance started from a uh, fire. The Great London Fire was like in the 1600s. And um, before property insurance, you know, people were 100% responsible for rebuilding their home if it burned down. So there was 
just, you know, very frustrating reality. If something happened, you, you had no, um, yeah, if something happened, you just had no way to, you know, rebuild. You had to pay out completely out of pocket to, to rebuild a home. So um, there was something like 1300 people in London that all experienced a, you know, damage or destruction of their home from a fire. And because of that, they decided, let's start pooling up our money. Everybody pays in a certain amount every year so that if something does happen, we've got this reserve of money here to be able to rebuild uh, your house. And so that's kind of how insurance started all around fires. So I always get the question when I'm uh, sending out insurance quotes, especially for first time home buyers, and they'll ask, does this policy cover me for fire? And you don't see it listed anywhere because it's just so obvious. But yes, it absolutely covers you for fire. And they'll say, oh, I didn't see it listed anywhere. And it's a totally reasonable question because you don't see it listed anywhere. But 100%, that is the most common and important thing uh, to make sure you're covered for um, with a whole host of other possible damages to your house. But fire, A1, that's definitely going to be covered on any policy I ever sell. That's for sure. Excellent. Well, as always, we thank you to uh, thank you to John for tuning in, uh, joining us this week and going over fires. It's a very important topic. Uh, I'm sure people have a bunch of questions to ask you uh, that won't be able to call in today. But if they were to reach out, how would they get all of you? Totally. Best way to reach us is phone 508-678-8341. Or you can find us on the web. Just Google LaPointe Insurance. We should show up if I'm doing my job right. Yeah, well, we appreciate you, John. Again, thanks as always. And uh, stay tuned. You're uh, listening to the uh, Spirito Real Estate Radio Show on iHeartRadio. We're looking forward to having Jen Jaber on next to go over uh, this week's uh, current events and activities that are uh, going around around the state. So, uh, again, thank you, John. You have a good week. We're looking forward to the next time you're on the show. And stay tuned. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Matt Bates for Movement Mortgage, NMLS number 844154. Movement Mortgage supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 39179, nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody, this is. Matt Bates with Movement Mortgage. I'm hosting for this week's radio show. And this week, I uh, thought it would be important to go over what um, what's the difference between a loan estimate and a closing disclosure. Um, these are two very, very important documents that are on every loan application, uh, no matter what lender that you work with, and whether you're using them to shop around, uh, it's really important to, 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 to get a loan estimate from each company that you're deciding to move forward with. So you can compare apples to apples and see the differences. A lot of times uh, loan banks, mortgage companies, they offer really low rates, but high closing costs, or sometimes they have a, a high rate, but very little closing costs or somewhere in the middle. Um, so if you're gonna do a, a very good job of really deciding which one, which lender is giving you the best all around deal. Focusing on the loan estimate is the initial one that you get right up front. Um, that kind of goes over the, the footprint of the, of the transaction, whether you're refinancing or purchasing, um, tells you uh, what the attorney's fees are. Attorney's fees are important. They're a good chunk of the cost to close. 
Um, it's also important to distinguish the difference between closing costs and escrows, which covers taxes and insurance. Um, it, it, you know, a lot of times people assume that the total cash to close is, is all closing costs. And really, sometimes half of them aren't. They're, they're to go towards the town or the municipality when it comes to taxes or homeowners insurance, flood insurance, things that are necessary and are going to be charged no matter which lender that you work with. And the loan estimate is what really breaks out and divides the two. So you can see the differences in, in each one of them. Um, origination points. Points are a big, big um, topic when it comes to locking in an interest rate. Get that question very, very often where it's, uh, is this a no point loan? Or are there any points on this loan? Um, the loan estimate is what's going to dictate that and confirm that. Um, so that's that's the loan estimate, um, the initial document that you get that has the quotes and the figures. And as far as the closing cl closing disclosure is concerned, that document's equally, if not more important, because after you decide which lender you're going to work work with, you go through the mortgage process, and at the end, the mortgage lender delivers a closing disclosure. Now, the the, the closing disclosure is going to be a much more accurate depiction of what's being charged, where the money's going, how much it is, um, and it's a more finite down to the penny uh, look. And lenders are required to give this document out at least three days before closing. They have to wait from the time that the customer signs the document to the time that the closing is scheduled. There has to be a bylaw of three day window. So you really wanna get that your hands on the closing disclosure as soon as possible so that the three days doesn't jam you up, jam you up and have to extend closing dates and stuff. So me as a mortgage lender, I'm constantly trying to get my closing disclosure out in a fashion that is ahead of schedule, but not too early where it's incorrect. Um, so the closing disclosure is what ties it all together. It confirms the insurance amount, confirms how much money is going into your escrow account for taxes and insurance final fees for the title attorney or title company that's going to issue the title insurance for the property. And then of course the lender's fees, which are important. Um, sometimes there's lender credits that get issued, seller credits that get issued that don't get determined until later into the process. The closing disclosure is going to reflect, reflect these and it's important to be um, account for all of the, these important numbers. Um, I always make sure I send out this copy um, so that way we can uh, we can go over it. It's 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 quite important. Another thing to go review the closing disclosure before you get to the closing. So that way, when you're not sitting at the table, the pressure's on to sign. You're not signing something reluctantly. You're 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 prepared for it. You understand it all. These are big numbers, and they're they're very important to review. Um, so again, loan estimate comes out at the beginning of the process. That gives a nice quote, and it gives a nice landscape of what the what, how the mortgage is going to play out. And the closing disclosure is a very similar document, but it's much more accurate. And it's down to there's a lot of per diem rates that happen, interest rates, uh, per, per diem interest, and uh, things that happen to the date that the closing disclosure is going to reflect that the loan estimate didn't. So as you can imagine, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of questions that come up with these documents, and it's important to understand them before the closing happens. Um, closing disclosures and loan estimates. There's, uh, they're very similar, but different. And, um, you know, for anybody that's out there that's having an issue with um, understanding them, I'd be happy to help out. Um, a lot of times the closing disclosure is what's jamming up a closing. So be, please, please remember that if you have a closing coming up, 
that there's a three-day requirement before you can close that you should have signed your closing disclosure. Um, um, more often than times than not, that three days is more important when it comes to purchases because of all the different parties that are involved logistically with the closing. You have uh, multiple real estate agents, you have buyers, you have sellers, you have attorneys, you have month ends. With purchase money and people purchasing homes, the closing disclosure in that three-day window becomes much, much more um, you know, pertinent uh, to be able to make sure everything goes off without a hitch. Um, whereas for refinances, you already own the house. Uh, you're, you should be making your mortgage payments on time. So you're not running up against any 30 day lates or anything like that. Um, so if there is a, you know, a pushback on a closing for a refi because of the three days, it's usually not as big of a deal as if you're closing on a house. Uh, I know a lot of times, um, more than, more than half the time I'm dealing with people that are selling a house to buy a new house. So it creates a domino effect and the dominoes can't fall in the right place unless people can close on time and the people can't close on time unless they get their closing disclosures figured out, uh, signed ahead of the closing. So um, there's a lot, a lot of pressure on that document and it, and it should not be breezed over. Um, it's a lot, sometimes it's a lot easier for people that are bought and sold multiple houses because they're very familiar with the document. But if you're a first-time home buyer and it's the first time you're seeing it, it's really important to take a moment and digest what that looks like. So that way, um, you're an educated buyer and you're a prepared buyer, and and that's a that's an important task. Uh, that's part of my job um, that I really try to do the best at. So uh, again, anybody that's got any uh, any questions regarding this closing disclosure, I you can reach me at my cell phone four zero one two six six. 4416. Again, that's 401 266 4416. You can find us on the, uh, the, the Spirit of Real Estate Roundtable radio show. Uh, if you Google us, uh, look up the, the website, you have a contribution page for myself. I have my contact information. And I have a website, www.therimortgageguy.com. Again, that's www.therimortgageguy.com. And uh, I'm happy that I was able to host this week's show. We had a, a lot of great uh, uh, contributors from Peter to John and Jen Jaber. Uh, a lot of awesome people that make up our team of pe people that are here to help and answer questions, whether it's public speaking, whether it's uh, uh, fire, ins fire coverage with your homeowner's insurance, or if it's understanding your disclosures. Um, when it comes to buying and selling real estate, uh, we're here to help and we'd uh, really be looking forward to speaking with you if you reach out to us. Stay tuned, everybody. This is uh, the Dispirito Real Estate Roundtable Radio Show at iHeartRadio. And next up, we have Jen Jaber from RI Blogger reviewing the early November um, events that are happening in and around the state. So I'm looking forward to seeing what we can get into for fall activities. So again, stay tuned. Jen Jaber from RI Blogger. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Matt Bates for Movement Mortgage, NMLS number 844154. Movement Mortgage supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 39179, nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. So you can see oh, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on, yeah, what's going on, what's going on. Oh, 
And we're back with Jen Jaber from uh, RI Blogger with uh, some really exciting events that are coming up in and around the state this uh, upcoming November. Uh, hi, Jen. Welcome. Thank you for coming back on the show. Thank you for having me. I also just realized it's Halloween, so happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Um, so there's lots of exciting events coming up, even some um, holiday-themed events, which is happening quickly. The 2021 Rhode Island Comic Con Con will be taking place November 5th, 6th, and 7th at the Dunkin' Donut Center. Um, it's a family. A yeah, it's a great time. It's like a good date night, good family night, anything, friends, grab a group of friends. Um, there'll be some of the hottest celebrities and artists in the industry. They'll also have hard-to-find comic books and collectibles. Um, there'll be guest appearances, toys, and you know much more. So if you're into the Comic-Con stuff, it's definitely worth a visit. You can get more information at ricomiccom.com just to get the hours and stuff because it's different Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, if you're ready to get into the holiday season, which I'm always ready to do, um, A Christmas Carol is back at the Trinity Wrap November 4th to January 16th. So there's like a lot of time to get there. There's various times and dates. Um, it's a great all ages show. You can enjoy the classic tale featuring Ebenezer Scrooge and Jacob Marley. Like I still remember having nightmares about Jacob Marley when I was little. I remember, you know, seeing where, you know, so yeah, but it's a great family friendly show. I um, love the theme is sometimes they make it a little scary, dramatic, funny. I mean, sometimes they have all of it in there. They, every year they tend to switch it up a little bit. Yeah. That's what they said. It's going to be its own little theme again. Um, this year, you know, and just featuring, it seems to be just the like redemption of um, Ebenezer and how, you know, he turns around. Um, and it, also, if you're not comfortable being in person, they are going to be streaming it December 6th to January 16th. So you can be in person November 4th to January 2nd. And then um, there's an opportunity for a streamed version, which sometimes even if you're comfortable being inside, sometimes it's nice to just do it in your own home too. But so those are options. And you can get more informa information at trinityref.com. Newport Fall Restaurant Week is happening November 5th to the 14th, um, which is a, just a great time to go to Newport, too. We always think of Newport in the summer, but Newport in the fall is one of my favorite times. It's so beautiful, and it's not quite as crowded, you know, so you can get um, into all the places. So it's it's in Newport County. It's in Newport and Bristol County, so it's the 5th to the 14th. Um, it's your typical restaurant week where you can get prefix menus, there'll be buy one, get one. There's promotional deals. There's also lots of gift card opportunities. So if you're thinking about your holiday shopping now, you can get um, some great deals on gift cards during the restaurant week too. So definitely, you know, put it in your calendar the 5th to the 14th, head to Newport and get some delicious food. Food again, uh, the Langworthy Farm Winery in Westerly is going to be having Harvest Soup Weekend, which is November 7th and 8th from 12 to 5 p.m. So they'll be serving up some hearty fall soups um, and it's $5 with the purchase of either. I love soup, so. Me too. I'll I was like, a, <laughs> I'm a soup love. I just like finished making chicken soup, but now I'm like next week it's butternut squash soup. It's like, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, soup is like my favorite um, So yeah, so it's $5 with the purchase of a tasting or of a glass of wine. Um, and then no reservation is required anymore. So you can just pop in the 7th and the 8th from 12 to 5. And also Friday Night Frenzy, which is on Friday night and Saturday night at Kismet Improv um, in Pawtucket. Um, it features just 5.30, sorry, 7.30 to 9. Um, it's an evening of comedians who perform games, scenes, and songs in the style of Whose Line Is It Anyway? 
it's fast paced, it's interactive and it's a great, you know, either girls night out or guys night out or date night, family night. So definitely check that I'll, out. Yeah. I'll hit up all my buddies and see if they're willing to head over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's fun. Like I, I talked to a couple of them and you don't, I don't know. I'm not, I don't always like seek out the comedian stuff, but then I'm, every time I go, I'm like so glad I went. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's twenty dollars per person. And again, it's Fridays and Saturdays, so you have plenty of time to get there. Excellent. So that's more of my speed. I'm up here in Providence, so looking forward to getting to uh, getting out there and checking out all the the cool activities that we got going on. Especially uh, the the attorney rep uh, going there to see that play. It's always a great time, and uh, I've been in the years past, and looking forward to getting there this year. So. Thank you very much, Jen. I appreciate you keeping us up to date on these events. And uh, to all the listeners, we appreciate uh, tuning in this week. And as always, every week, uh, we appreciate your feedback. So please reach out to us. Thank you, uh, Peter George from Peter George Public Speaking. As always, delivering us some very insightful stuff that sometimes we don't think about, but we should stop and think um, about how we're uh, speaking whether it's publicly or one-on-one, you can really make an impact. Uh, John LaPointe, keeping it very, very important with uh, fire uh, insurances when it comes to fire protection, making sure you're properly insured. He's always around to be able to help out. Um, And then for myself, when it comes to disclosures, understanding loan estimate versus closing disclosure, why it's important, what to look out for. Um, that, you know, that's part of my job that I take very, very serious and uh, there it's expensive. It's, it needs to be understood and you need to be prepared for it. So please reach out to me and my team so we can help you through that process. And then thank you, Jen Jaber from RI blogger, always keeping us up to date on the show, um, with the events and, uh, stay tuned for next week. We're looking forward to get Emilio back. We'll have some more information for you. So everybody have a good week. Happy Halloween. This is the the Spirito Real Estate Radio Show on iHeartRadio. And have a good week.